You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 99. Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod, and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. Well, hello, friends. Um, I am really excited for this episode. Um, I'm actually doing this two different ways right now. So normally I just record like my podcast episodes um, separately um, and I don't do a video with them, but this time I'm actually also recording a video. Uh, it's super not professionally done at all, um, but I wanted to, I knew I wanted to make a video version of this to go on our YouTube channel um, and then also I wanted to post this on the podcast. So instead of recording it twice, I'm just doing this all at once. So if it's a little confusing, whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it on the podcast, um, hopefully that clears up why I might be addressing things a certain way to make it make sense for both platforms. Um, if you are listening on the podcast and you would rather watch on YouTube, you can go to our YouTube channel, The Branded Cow... Or <laughs> that's the podcast. You can go to our YouTube channel, which is Elrod Ranch on YouTube. That's our lifestyle channel. I also have a personal channel, Sarah Elrod, um, but this this particular video will be posted on our uh, family lifestyle channel, so Elrod Ranch on YouTube, or if you're watching on YouTube and you would like to listen to the podcast instead, if you're more of an audio person, then you can tune in anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Um, it's the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. That is the name of my show. Um, so obviously this is a business podcast. So if you are listening to the podcast and this is not the kind of content you came here for, um, I'm sorry, but please just skip to the next episode or wait for the next one to come out because I, as much as I love talking about business, I also want to make this a lifestyle podcast as well a little bit, um, and just share my life journey with you so you can kind of get everything in between. And so, yeah. Anyway, all that to say, here we are. Um, a few episodes ago, if you have been listening to the podcast, I want to say it was episode like 96 or 97 or something. In the very beginning of one of those episodes, I had said that uh, our baby was not born yet. And I think it aired on like August 5th or something like that. And... That was because I pre-recorded these episodes like weeks in advance and I was not expecting to actually have given birth by that point because my due date wasn't until August 8th, but goes to show that you can never predict the future and he was very much here on the day that that episode aired. So if you listened to that and you knew he was already born and you were like, what the heck? That's why. It was pre-recorded. So anyway, um... But for today, for this episode and for this video, I just kind of wanted to do a little meet and greet if you are watching on YouTube. I just wanted to make this like a chatty little episode video where you can meet my baby and I want to share my birth story with you. I, man, um, I don't even know really where to begin with that, I guess, because it was kind of such a surreal, crazy experience how it all happened, and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way about their birth experience, but it really went nothing like I was expecting, but also I didn't really have that many expectations, so I guess it went totally how I was expecting at the same time. Um, so we will get on get into all of that and more, um, and I do have just like some notes that I'm going by. This is going to be a pretty like raw, unedited, unfiltered episode um, because I'm just... I'm not like reading off of notes per se. I just have a couple touch points that I don't want to forget and leave out. And then I'm going to answer your guys' questions that you submitted at the end of this episode and the end of the video, whatever. Um, 
but yeah I'm kind of just like gonna have this be like a little chatty girl time video and thing if you you know are into that sort of thing so um, this is my experience. I understand everybody has a different birth experience and different pregnancy experience, and I don't want this to make anybody feel nervous or bad or any of those things. Not that I feel like it would per se, but I just, I don't, I don't want anybody to think that this is how their experience has to go or shouldn't go or whatever it might be. I don't want... I just don't want this to cause any sort of like unrealistic expectation or things like that um, and that'll probably make more sense as I get into this more so um, anyway yeah let's uh, let's just get on into it um, first things first so I had my um, I had an OB appointment when I was so let's see he was born let me let me start there <laughs> Stetson Ray my baby boy was born on July 31st at 4.54 in the morning. Uh, he was six pounds, two ounces, and 19 and a half inches long. And he really did just come into this world and changed our whole lives because we were not expecting him to come that day. I've had my, uh, this whole pregnancy, I had pretty much had it in my brain that he was going to be born in August. He was going to be an August baby. Um, I was not planning for him to be born in July and like, well that doesn't matter at all but it's just funny like it's still hard for me to wrap my brain around the fact that I had a July baby because I really thought he was gonna be an August baby um so anyway with all that being said I was 38 weeks pregnant and I had an OB appointment on Thursday so my like weeks like I, I would turn a new week pregnant if that makes sense every uh Monday so it was the Monday of the 31st so whatever day that was was when I turned 38 weeks so before that and then that that Thursday of my 38th week I had my OB appointment because I had an, an appointment every week at this point so I was going once a week and so whatever day that was like the 29th or 28th or whatever that Thursday was um it was a Thursday. I went in for just my regular appointment um, and I was doing monitoring, fetal monitoring at that point. So they sat me in the chair and they hooked me up to the monitor and I just sat there like I had done every other week. And um, the I actually saw a nurse practitioner that day and she came in and just said, you know, baby's good, like everything looks good. Um, and then she brought me into a room. Well, she asked me, you know, if I had any questions. And we had heard that from 39 weeks on, you could actually choose to have an induction done. Um, and I didn't really know how I felt about that, like choosing to be induced. I was kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, but we, after discussion, did decide that if he didn't come naturally, before my due date, we would be induced the weekend the weekend of my due date. So my due date was August 8th, um, which was a Monday. So we had planned to get induced the Friday before that. So it would be like the 5th um, with kind of hopes in some ways that he would be born on like the 6th or just the expectation, I guess, that he'd be born on the 6th. And, um, and the only reason we did that and like, again, it really wasn't a huge deal to me one way or the other, but because of Tyler's job, and Tyler's my husband for those who don't know um he was working like kind of far away at this point and we just figured it'd be so much easier to like have it be planned and I know there's things that come along with being induced and not everybody agrees with that and maybe you know thinks it's not necessarily the best way to go about things and like I said I'm kind of indifferent about it um but we decided that it was probably best for us um if I were to get induced um, as far as just like timing goes and making sure he'd be here to like take me to the hospital and things like that because uh, we live in a rural area and we're not necessarily like super close to a hospital so we just thought okay if he doesn't come naturally before that let's just get this thing rolling um, on a weekend when he'll be here and it'll be easy. So we kind of planned for that and I talked to the nurse practitioner about getting induced on that day and making an appointment to do that and um so 
we go into this room and she's like, okay, like, that's fine. Um, do you want me to check your cervix and just see where you're at? And I said, okay, sure. So she checks and um, she said, okay, you're about two centimeters dilated, which for me was like crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's happening. Um, but, you know, obviously for people that have like been pregnant before, then you probably know that that doesn't necessarily mean much. Um, some people, to some people that could mean you're like well on your way to going into labor. To other people, you could be two seven years dilated for like a couple weeks. Um, so it's not, it wasn't like a huge thing per se. I kind of felt like it was, but she definitely was not giving me like you need to go to the hospital right now. You're in labor kind of vibes. Um, and prior to that, I had had like some contractions um, and they're kind of hard to tell like if you haven't been pregnant or if you're in your first pregnancy and you don't really know what a contraction feels like. I don't even really know how to explain it, um, especially the ones before you're actually in labor. Um, and they're called like Braxton Hicks if you're getting like these almost like false contractions where you're not actually in labor. You're just getting these like contractions that are preparing your body to go into labor. And they're like, I had a lot of back labor for when I was in actual labor and also my Braxton Hicks where I would feel them more in my back than I would in my stomach. And that's why it was kind of hard for me to tell what they were. And it was almost just like this surge of like... I don't even know. Like, it just felt like this weird, crampy feeling in a sense that would, like, kind of surge through my, like, lower back and hip. And um, I didn't realize that those were contractions at first. And then after they happened, because they were super random, not, you know, not consistent at all. And uh, so I didn't really know that that's what it was for a while. And then eventually I kind of figured it out and thought, okay, that's what that is. Um, so anyway... We're in this little room. I'm in the room with the nurse practitioner. She checks my cervix, two centimeters dilated. Um, and then she asked me, do you want me to sweep your membranes? And I had no idea what that meant, but I just said, okay. And <laughs> probably not the brightest choice ever. Well, I mean, I'm happy I did it, but I just was like, uh, sure. I don't know what that means, but okay, go for it. And so she did it. And then after she... Uh, pulls her hand out. Sorry if that's TMI, but she was like, okay, well, just so you know, um, this could mean that you could go into labor in like 24 hours. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was not prepared to hear that at all. Um, did not realize that that would potentially kickstart your labor, which she was like, it could do nothing or it could start your labor right now. And so you could go into labor within like 24 to 48 hours. And I was like, holy crap, I'm not, like, I was not thinking we were going to have a baby that soon. I was thinking if we were going to get induced, it would have been the next weekend, not that weekend per se. So I get out of that doctor's appointment and um, I get in my car and I start calling my husband and parents and everybody and I'm kind of telling them, like, here's what's going on. And uh, so they were like, okay, like we have to figure out who's coming, when, all the things, like how are we going to do this? Um, and this was, like I said, on a Thursday. So we were thinking like, okay, Friday, Saturday, like if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So um, Tyler's parents ended up coming that night and then my parents came, well, they came Thursday night. And then, because they were pretty close, um, well, they were like a few hours away. So they drove up that night. And then Tyler went to work Friday. Um, and then I was just at my house with his parents on Friday. And then we were like walking around trying to like get things moving along, trying to, you know, I was bouncing on a ball, like all the things to try to, you know, naturally induce myself. So then my and then I was like kind of keeping my parents updated and texting like my mom telling her like okay my contractions aren't super consistent this is kind of where we're at but they definitely were getting more consistent and more strong after this happened and so by this point everybody's pretty much saying like yeah there's no way you're going to get to your induction date of like the next Friday like this is going to happen before that we just didn't know exactly when so my contractions were getting a little bit stronger and a little bit more consistent but they were probably like 30 to 40 seconds, sometimes 50 seconds. 
and then every like 10 minutes and they tell you that they should be or at least they told me that they should be about a minute long um and you should be having them every five minutes and um and if that happens for an hour then you should go to the hospital but anything that's like less consistent than that or more sporadic than that like you're probably not in active labor so I was tracking them I we ended up getting an app and I was tracking and timing them and like I said they were like still pretty random they were probably every 10 minutes sometimes sometimes more sometimes less um so it was just kind of all over the place so after my mom got there on Saturday we Saturday morning we all like went into town to try to just be like a little bit closer to the hospital. We walked around, we um, went to lunch, like did a, a whole bunch of stuff that afternoon. And at this point they were getting like pretty strong. I was kind of getting to the point of like not being su like super in pain, but I was just like a little bit uncomfortable. Um, but I was still able to talk through my contractions and I didn't feel like I had to like stop talking, like sit down, like hold my breath, anything like that. They really weren't that painful to me. And so this is where it gets like a little weird because I don't know. I always thought like it'd be like the movies, right? Like one, either your water breaks and you're out and about and like you have to go to the hospital or two, when your contractions start, I thought they were going to be super painful by the time I had to go to the hospital. I thought like, oh my gosh, like I would be screaming in pain, crying, like freaking out. They would hurt so bad. That was not the case for me. Um, like I said, I was able to talk through them. I was walking around like they really just felt kind of like bad period cramps. Um, I felt them in my back. I was starting to feel them more in my like stomach uterus area at this point, but they just felt like really bad period cramps. And so... I just didn't think like, you know, and basically at this point we had agreed like, okay, before we go back home, since we're in town, we're going to go to the hospital and have me checked just to see where I'm at. And if they say go home, then I'll go home. But, you know, since we were out and about, like we wanted to do that first. So we drive to the hospital and um, again, I'm like already in my head saying like they're going to send me home. I'm not in enough pain, but we had already packed our hospital bags and everything just in case like we were ready to go. So we get into the hospital, we go into the room, and um, she checks me. Well, I go into this, like, private room, and they were kind of, like, telling me, like, they asked how, where my contractions were at, like, timing-wise, and I could tell, like, they're like, okay, whatever, like, they were gonna send me home, like, I just knew it. And so they put us in this room, though, and they put, you know, I get on, like, a gown, and then this nurse comes in, and she, they, all the nurses were so nice. Um, the first nurse comes in and she checks my cervix and like checks my vitals. Well, the first thing that they noticed was that my blood pressure was high. And this was kind of a weird thing because prior to that, I had not had any blood pressure issues my whole pregnancy. I didn't have any like preeclampsia. I was like everything was so easy. Like I had such an easy pregnancy and such a good pregnancy experience. I didn't I never had any issues with anything like everything was like smooth running. And so I had this high blood pressure, which was like kind of weird. And so and they were like kind of concerned about it. I could just tell, you know, they were obviously like trying not to say anything like disturb like that was going to bother me or upset me. But um, they were like, OK, well, we're going to keep you here and like keep checking it for now and just monitor it and see what happens with that. And so then while they're doing that, she checks my blood pressure or not my blood pressure, my cervix. And I was still about two and a half centimeters dilated at this point. And so not very dilated, so I'm thinking, all right, my blood pressure will go down a little bit and then they're going to send me home. Well, while she was checking my cervix, she was like, oh, that's so weird. Like, I can feel his hand because they can actually like feel the baby when they stick their hand up there, which I think is so weird. And I did not know that they could do that. Um, so she was like, I can feel the baby's like head, but I can also feel his hand like up by his face. And I was like, didn't really think much of that. But she was like, well, that's that can't happen. Like, we can't have that. So I'm like, OK, so like, what does that mean? So then she calls a doctor in. So then I have this doctor that comes down and checks my cervix also at that point. And she was like the same thing. She's like, that's super weird. He like grabbed my hand or whatever. 
and um she's like so we kind of have an issue um baby cannot have his hand up by his face like that um it just isn't gonna work for um you know we just we can't have that like you can't push him out like that and so I was like kind of concerned like okay well what does that mean and at this point like you know, I have my mom and Tyler in the room with me and, you know, everything was in good spirits, but I was starting to get like discouraged and sad because one, I knew it was probably going to mean that it was heading in the direction of a C-section, which I was totally okay with. Let me just put that out there. I had no birth plan. I had no expectations. If I was going to do it naturally, that was great. If I was going to have a C-section, that was fine with me. Um, I really had no expectations, but towards the end of my pregnancy, being that I had such an easy pregnancy, I was leaning more towards wanting to have a natural pregnant or natural birth and delivery. And so like without, they weren't telling me that, you know, it meant C-section or anything like that, but it was kind of in the back of my head of like, that's probably like what they're thinking right now or something else that they weren't saying. And I just had no idea because they just kept saying like, oh, well, that he can't be like that. So I'm like, okay, so like, what do we do? So anyway, they, they kind of kept me in this one room for a little bit. They, they were like talking about what to do. And then eventually they were like, all right, so we're going to admit you. And um, like, that's it. Like, we're going to admit you. You're going to have this baby um, like tonight or whatever. And I was like, holy cow, like this is happening. And they were like, not because you're necessarily in super active labor, but they were like, you are having pretty consistent contractions. Um, so you are in pre-labor, but also mostly they admitted me because of my high blood pressure and because of the way he was positioned and like with his hand and stuff. And so they admitted me, Um, and at that point, another nurse comes in that was going to be like my nurse for the evening when we got into labor and delivery and she came in and she was so nice, but she came in to put my IV in my arm and I'd never had this happen before. And I'm sorry if you hate stories like this, but she totally like blew my vein in my arm. And at this point I was like kind of emotional because now I'm feeling all the things like I know the baby's coming that night. I'm like, already like getting my anxiety is getting worked up and I am also like anxious because you know I had had such a smooth pregnancy and now there's like this issue and so that was making me like feel kind of nervous and anxious and so um this nurse comes in I'm kind of on the verge of tears at this point she comes in blows my vein and that hurt and sucked and was not fun and so then this other nurse came in and did an IV in the other arm and she kind of sucked at it too not gonna lie and um but anyway they got it in there so then they you know wheel me to a uh, labor and delivery room and by this point like they admitted me probably at like 6 30 7 o'clock something like that at night on Saturday night and so then we get into this room only two people were allowed in there and so being that it was Tyler my mom and then Tyler's mom and dad in the hospital we just everybody was kind of on rotation so like Tyler would come in and then my mom would come in with him and then like my mom would go out for a little bit and then Tyler's mom would come in for a little bit and so everybody was kind of just rotating back and forth a few times and so they have me in there and basically what the plan was was we since I was having contractions and my contractions were getting stronger and actually within a few hours I went into like I thought they were going to have to induce me and give me Pitocin to like induce me but literally at this point like my labor like kicked up and I started going into like actual natural like labor and so within like a couple hours I was at like four to five centimeters dilated and so they never had to give me Pitocin or anything like that um but basically the plan was they were just going to ride it out for the night and see what happened they were gonna like keep checking my cervix and checking the hand situation my blood pressure did go down once I got into the room and like it did go down um pretty significantly so that wasn't a huge concern um but they were basically gonna just check and see if they could get his arm to move and um on his own like see if they could just like push it or touch him and like make him move so basically like after some just hanging out talking whatever it just came down to the point of all right let's just go to sleep for the night 
and see what happens. And so pretty much all night, like Tyler slept in the little bed next to me. I slept in the hospital bed, obviously. And um, the nurse just came in every like 20 minutes and would just tell me to like flip from one side to the other. I had like a peanut ball in between my legs and like all that kind of stuff. And then um, from that point, it was, you know, so I got like a decent night's sleep. And again, at this point, I still was not in a lot of pain. Like, yeah, my contractions were getting like uncomfortable, but I was still talking through them. I was not having like any serious pain. Like I was not feeling like I needed to scream or yell or cry or anything like that. Um, But they did ask me what I wanted to do as far as pain management went, um, if I was planning on doing an epidural or not, which I was. um, But also I thought I was going to be in so much more pain. So by when they asked me that, I'm just thinking like, okay, like, yeah, I'll take an epidural when this gets worse, but like, it's still not that bad right now. And they're like, oh, well, we're just going to give it to you now. And um, that way, if you do have to go the route of a C-section, like it's already in. And so I was like, okay. And the epidural made me a little nervous. I'm not like afraid of needles or anything like that. But just obviously the thought of something like going in my back kind of made me like a little nervous. And I had always heard like everybody said, you don't even feel the epidural because you're in so much pain as it is. And I'm just like, well, I'm not in that much pain. So like, what does that mean? Like, am I going to feel this like a lot? Um, but anyway, they, the anesthesiologist came in. He did my epidural and it really wasn't that bad at all. Um, Yeah, it was pretty easy. Um, Really didn't hurt that bad. Um, But then at that point, then I really couldn't feel anything. Like you kind of just go numb from the waist down and, but you can still move, which kind of surprised me. Like I didn't realize I'd still be able to move my legs. You just can't feel them, which is like a weird thing. Um, But anyway, so I, from that point on, I guess that happened first. And then from that point on, they're like, okay, like, get some sleep, sleep through the night, whatever. And so then, you know, they're coming in every however often, like 20 minutes. It did not seem very big gaps um, to just check on me and have me flip and change change positions and all of that. Um, And so then um, we, it was probably at like four o'clock in the morning when the doctor came in and she brought like five other doctors with her. And there was all these people in the room and they're like all checking me. And um, and at one point they actually gave me a shot to stop my labor, which was kind of bizarre. Oh, that's right. So what had happened was she came in and I think she brought other doctors in and other nurses to also check my service, j- cervix just to see like what their thoughts were on his position and his hand and all that. And so she stuck her hand up there one more time at like four o'clock in the morning and she accidentally broke my water like I felt the big gush of fluid and she was like oh that was your water like I didn't really mean to do that but at that point once she broke the water she was like oh I can actually see what's happening now like I can feel it and what had happened was it wasn't actually his hand that she was feeling it was his face um like his lips and his nose and like um basically his head was tilted like back and I mean I'm I don't exactly know all of this but I just know that like he couldn't be delivered like that he couldn't be delivered like face up like face out whatever it was um the way that his head was tilted he couldn't come out like that and so she's like okay now that I know that for sure because she could feel it a lot better after my water broke she was like we're going to go ahead and do a C-section. I just think that's the best, like, least risky thing that we can do at this point. And I was, like, a little emotional about it because, again, I really kind of at this point had my heart set on having him naturally. Everything else was so easy, and I just, like, kind of wanted to push him out. Um, So it was, like, a little discouraging. But, again, I wanted to be happy, healthy mom and baby. And so whatever that meant, I was okay with. So... um, It was, yeah, basically four o'clock in the morning. She's like, this is what we're going to do. So they gave me this shot in my arm that actually slowed my labor and stopped things from moving along because now we were going to do the C-section. And uh, she's like, okay, yeah, like, let's go ahead and go get prepped. And I just remember sitting there going, like, right now, like, this is happening. And she's like, yeah, like, why wait? So I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, we're having a baby. Um, So then I got, like, super nervous. And then... Um, they get me ready. They put like the little hat thing on me. They give stuff to Tyler to put on. And my mom came in right before they wheeled me out because only Tyler could be in the room. 
And so um, they put, you know, they bring me into the room, they got me prepped, and then they brought Tyler into there after. And so, and because of all of the, um, like, medication and the epidural and everything, I was, like, shaking really bad. And they kind of have your arms, like, stretched out on this thing. And I've heard people, like, say that they were strapped down to the thing. I was not strapped down. I just had, like, blankets and towels over me. And they were trying to keep me warm. And then this, like, hose thing that went under it that was blowing, like, warm air, which was super nice because it did keep me warm. But I was, like, shaking uh, almost like somebody that has, like, Parkinson's. Like, I was just shaking so bad and because of the medication. And I just remember being so annoyed about it. Like, I did not want to be shaking. I hated that feeling. Um, so that was, like, really annoying to me. Um, but then Tyler's just sitting here, like, right by my face. They put this big, like, tarp thing up in front of you so you can't see what they're doing down there. Um, and so then they just kind of get started. Like, after, you know, they get situated, it was super, like, easy. And they had music playing. Everybody's kind of just chatting, like, casually. It did not feel like some, like, scary procedure per se. Um and you can't feel anything. I mean, I could feel pressure, so I kind of had like a guess of when she was going to get started or when she had like started making the incision because I thought I could feel the pressure, but I wasn't totally sure until she did it. And then she was like, the doctor was like, oh, has anybody ever told you you have beautiful anatomy? I'm like, no, no one's ever told me that before. Um, I don't think anybody's ever seen my anatomy before, but um, so anyway, that was kind of funny. Um, but the whole process was so quick and it was only, I think we were only in there like start to finish. They have like a timer on the wall and it was like 36 minutes. So it was super quick. And, um, basically as you know, we're kind of just sitting there, me and Tyler are talking, just hanging out and they start getting close and the anesthesiologist like unzips this one part of the like tarp thing that's in front of you and it pulls down to where there's actually just a clear cover so you can see through it i couldn't see my body though it was like still high enough to where i couldn't see like what was happening on my physical body but i could see like just above it so when the baby was going to come out that i could see him and um so they they drop it down and he was like okay like you're about to meet your baby and at this point i'm getting super emotional and they pull him out and immediately he peed right as they pulled him out so he peed like inside of me which was so funny to hear that he did that um but they pull him out and i mean it is everything that uh oh this is gonna make me emotional is everything that people say it is like when you hear your baby cry for the first time like like when they come out of you and you hear that cry it is the best sound in the whole wide world and from that moment oh my gosh I lost it and I started crying and they take him over they get him cleaned up Tyler got to go see him and they gave him to Tyler and then um Tyler got to bring him over to me and put him next to me and I got to see his little face for the first time and it was just the best feeling in the whole wide world and just I mean so crazy like such a surreal experience I just ugh. I wish I could relive it over and over and over again honestly it was so such a good experience and so anyway we sat there with him while they stitched me up and then they take us into another room and um then we got to go into recovery where we stayed for like an hour and my parents got to come in and meet the baby and Tyler's parents got to come in and meet the baby. And then um, we, um, yeah, we were in there for like an hour and then we got moved to the actual like recovery room that we were gonna be in for uh, the next couple days. Cause because I had a C-section, um, like normally if you had natural, you could probably go home like the next day, but um, because I had a C-section, I had to stay for like two days. So he was born Sunday morning, super early, and we got to go home on Tuesday. Um, and so basically we just spent Sunday and Monday hanging out, talking with family, and we had some people come visit the hospital and meet him. And just, it was so sweet just getting to soak in all the newborn snuggles and um, Tyler was definitely a little antsy to get out of the hospital. Poor guy, such a trooper. Like, being home, I know, was probably where he wanted to be. I was okay in the hospital, but I was also very drugged up and obviously, like, in pain and things like that. 
So, um, it was a little different for me, but he was ready to go home, and I was ready to go home, too, by the time Tuesday rolled around. And so, we got to go home. Oh, he's getting a little fussy. It's almost time for him to eat. I don't know if you can hear him or not, but, um, <laughs> I might have to actually, like, stop this and, uh, feed him for a second. But, uh, so we go home on Tuesday, and, I mean, that that's kind of it like the rest is kind of history and we've just been uh Tyler took the whole first week off and so we just kind of spent that week getting to know each other and getting to just like love on him and um figure out this whole parenting thing and so we are now two weeks into it and that's so crazy it feels like so much shorter than that but it also feels so much longer than that at the same time um I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I feel so, like, confident, even on the things I'm not confident about. I just, there's not much that makes me, like, nervous. Um, I'm just so in love and so, like, enjoying all this time that we're having with him. It's just literally the best. And so, um, yeah, that was kind of my labor whirlwind of an experience. And, um, like I said, it really was not that hard for me um it was I feel like overall like the easiest labor experience probably I was not in a lot of pain and it was not very long I mean I was really only in labor I guess you could say for like 12 hours if that like 10 hours maybe um but most of that was just me sleeping so it really wasn't even it just wasn't bad at all um and I I know I'm probably very blessed to be able to say that but it's true um, and that's, like I said, my experience. It's probably not everybody's experience, but um, I'll quickly touch on also some postpartum um, physical and emotional things really quick before I get into your guys' questions. Um, physically, I dropped weight really quickly, um, faster than I thought. Um, for those who don't know, like your bump doesn't go away right away. So that was like a little weird um, for that first week of having just like this gut that isn't like it's not like a nine month pregnancy belly but it's you know probably like my 20 week pregnancy belly and it's kind of just like squishy and weird and so it was like I was a little insecure about it because I it was hard to find clothes to wear because we did like go out to dinner one night and um it was just hard to like find clothes that were loose fitting because I didn't want to go out and have this like beer gut looking thing um because it didn't look you know I just knew I wasn't pregnant even though to other people maybe it looked like I was pregnant or just you know they probably knew like you just had a baby of course you're not gonna look perfect but um that was like a little hard for me was just navigating what to wear with the weird gut thing and then of course I had my incision that was taped up and covered and everything but that was kind of painful and it, it was more painful like after we left the hospital so I was on medication for a little bit for that um and then as far as breastfeeding goes I'm actually going to get into that because somebody asked a question about that so I won't answer that right now um but I'll get to that in just a second um emotionally I've felt really good um I was a little overwhelmed the first night we got home from the hospital just a lot of new things a lot of feelings were happening and um just it's just a lot like it's a whole big life change and I think everything kind of hits you when you get home and so I was a little emotional and overwhelmed that first night but that was really it um after that like I've I've felt really good I've felt happy and um just super content so um I know I'm kind of lucky probably with that too I haven't experienced any like postpartum depression or anything like that um so everything's been good um I really yeah I mean I don't know maybe that's boring of me but I really just have had like such a good experience um with this whole pregnancy and I I've felt so blessed that God has has made this process so easy on me from pregnancy to birth um I want like 12 kids now because this was just so easy and I feel like if that's how it's going to be every time, then why not? But it probably won't be. This probably means my next one's going to be like the worst thing ever. So um, yeah, wish me luck for that. Um, but okay, so let's get into some of your guys' questions that you asked because there's some good ones in here. So the first one, someone just said, how are you? And thank you for asking. Um, I'm good. Like, so good. Um, it's a little weird navigating 
just my new life and routine. Um, I couldn't drive for the first two weeks. So this week is the first week that I'm actually able to go out and about and like do things on my own. Um, so that's been kind of fun to be able to actually like be a little more independent. Um, but it's, I'm good. Like I'm trying to figure out my work schedule because he eats and sleeps and then wakes up and it's kind of all over the place. Um, we have him eating probably every four hours. Well, not probably. He eats every four hours. Um, and he sleeps a lot during the day. And for the most part, he sleeps really good at night. Um, he is up a couple times, um, well, he's up usually one time in the middle of the night for like a diaper change or something, but he's for the most part like a pretty good sleeper. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, we are going to be sleep training him eventually and we're trying to just establish a routine right now, but I'm not being super strict on it um, right now just because he is so young and we're still just enjoying him. And um, yeah, so I don't mind doing things uh as much sporadically right now even if it makes it a little bit more challenging later on that's okay um but anyway so yeah overall I'm really good so thank you for asking um the next one was hospital or home birth I think I've already said that but I did have a hospital birth um we live like I said kind of far away from a hospital and being that this was my first child um I just was not going to risk trying to do a home birth because I didn't know how my body was going to take it and what was going to happen and so I didn't want to be in the middle of like a home birth and have something go wrong and be far away from the hospital um that's just not really me either like I just I'm not I get the hospital the home birth thing um and if that's something that you want to do then like by all means do it and like maybe that's something I would consider in like a few kids down the road but like for the first couple, I don't think that's going to be for me. Um, I think I would just rather be at the hospital in case something goes wrong. Um, that's the best place to be, in my opinion. So um, the next one is uh, what are essentials to bring to the hospital for delivery and postpartum? So I packed not like a ton of stuff, but not like the bare minimum either. I packed several outfits for him. I packed the stuff that I wanted to do for his first like little newborn photo. I packed a couple outfit changes for me. Um, but I mean, essentials, the hospital has so much stuff. I would just bring like maybe a couple different sports bras and a couple different like loungy sets or like pajamas to wear because you're obviously probably not going to wear the gown the whole time. Um, I mean, you can if you really want to, but I did not want to. So I um, I just brought like a, a sweat outfit and just some cozy, comfy stuff. I brought a dress to go home in and I did not wear it home. I just wore the same sweats that I'd been wearing in the hospital. Um, like I said, I was only there for two days, so it didn't really feel that bad. Um, but I would just say bringing like some toiletries was nice. I did take a shower in the hospital. So some like shower shoes because the ground's kind of gross in hospital. Um, and then just like some light makeup and hairbrush and just some things to kind of freshen yourself up because you do feel a little yucky. Uh, so just things that kind of make you feel kind of normal and human again are good to have. I feel like I enjoyed that. Um, we brought a fan into our hospital room because we like to sleep with a fan on and also it was so hot in there. So that helped make it not as hot. Um, so that was really nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, we brought an iPad too to watch a movie one night just to kind of keep ourselves occupied because it is a lot of just sitting there all day, um, which for me, I mean, I was able to take like a nap and stuff, but I know kind of for everybody else and for Tyler, it's like kind of boring. Tyler did go home on Monday for a little bit and my mom and Tyler's mom stayed with me and Tyler went home and took a nap and kind of got out of the hospital for a little bit because that is a long time for him to be in there and, um, you know, not doing much. So um, I think for him to go get some fresh air was good. So yeah, um, I would just say like toiletries, uh, change of outfit for you and baby and um, just keep it simple, just like an overnight bag. Um, don't feel like you need to bring diapers and pacifiers and like bottles and like everything because the hospital provides a lot of that we didn't get provided a pacifier though so I did bring those and I'm glad I brought those um but everything else they have for you so it makes it really easy um 
The next one is, I want to know how terrible it is when they massage your belly after birth. So this was something I did not know that they were going to do either because I had a C-section. I didn't realize that they do this after C-section. Um, but they like come in and like massage your stomach. I mean, I don't really know why they do it or what they're doing. Um, but they, I think, just have to like keep checking things, like making sure everything is all in the right place. And so it was not that bad, though. I mean, it wasn't, like, comfortable. Like, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it, but it wasn't, like, super terrible and, like, bad. Um, it just is kind of, like, an uncomfortable feeling because they are just, like, pushing on your stomach that a baby just came out of. And because I had a C-section, like, your insides feel, like, not in the right place. Like, they don't feel, like, secure in there um, because they kind of move things around. And so it, for, like, a few days just felt like, not like things were going to fall out, but just, like, loose. Like, everything just kind of felt like, like it was moving around and not, it didn't find its way back yet. So when she was, like, pushing on my stomach, it was just kind of like a, uh, I don't know if I like this feeling, but okay, uh, sort of thing. So, it's not, I didn't think it was super painful. It was just more like a weird, uncomfortable feeling. Um, but it doesn't last very long either. Um, uh, um, oh, next one. Okay, so this one says, I noticed you had your breasts wrapped in a photo. Do you, or did you have problems breastfeeding? Um, no judgments whatsoever. I'm just curious. So, breastfeeding. I, like, where do I even want to start with this? I chose to not breastfeed, um, and so I didn't even try. I, you know, it wasn't because I had problems. It wasn't because um, it wasn't working. It was uncomfortable, anything like that. I, I just never even tried. Um, I was not breastfed as a baby. Tyler was not breastfed as a baby. Um, it's not something that I've ever felt, like, super attached to the idea of doing, I wasn't one of those people that, like, felt like it was going to super bond me to my baby. Um, I just, I, but I was so indifferent about it. I wasn't against breastfeeding, but I wasn't, like, super for it either. So, that was, like, the biggest struggle of my entire pregnancy was trying to figure out if I was going to breastfeed or not. And the reason why I even hesitated on the idea was because I have heard and seen so many people struggle with it and have so many issues with breastfeeding and it didn't come easy to them and it was painful and they just like hated it and then it seemed like formula was just so much more convenient in a lot of ways and not to say that like the convenient way is the best way all the time but um I just you know obviously there's there's pros and cons to everything breastfeeding is cheaper um but then you're also having to pump all the time and I've I've heard people say that they just felt like they were attached to their pump constantly and so there was just a lot of things that I I didn't, like, it didn't make me feel like I wanted to do it. But again, I still wasn't, like, necessarily super hard against it either. So ultimately, I just, ha I knew I just had to make a decision. And ultimately, I decided to just formula feed. I knew parenting was going to be full of a lot of firsts and a lot of new things. And so I just thought, let's just do formula. It just seems like it's going to be a little bit easier. Um, but when it comes to our second kid, like, I... I'm not, like, 100% on board on the formula train forever now. Like, I very well might breastfeed our next baby. Um, I just, you know, I, I don't regret not doing it, but I do feel like I might want to try it with our next baby and just see how it goes. So, um, yeah, ultimately, it was just a personal decision, a personal choice um, that I may or may not stick to in the future. Um, so, kind of just seeing how it goes. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Um, what did, what was the next one? Oh, did you have an epidural? Yes, I did. I kind of answered that earlier. Um, I did. It really wasn't that bad. Um, now I will say again with our next baby, uh, if assuming everything goes as easy as this one did and that it's not as painful as this one was, or it's not as, it's the same, not painfulness. What am I trying to say? If I have the same experience with my next baby, aside from the obvious like position issue and high blood pressure issue and all of that like assuming everything goes perfectly smooth the next time um i would like to potentially potentially i'm not i am not committing to this idea fully until i'm in the moment but um 
potentially <clears throat> do an unmedicated delivery. Potentially. We will see. I'm not committing to anything. I don't like to do that. Um, but because of how easy and not super painful my delivery and birth experience was and contractions, like, I feel like I could do a natural birth potentially easily, but we'll see. Um, and then the next one, what questions did you have as you plan delivery? So much info out there. It's overwhelming. I, questions, what questions do I have? I don't really remember like specific questions per se. Like I said, I went into labor not having expectations. I didn't want to have this idea of what I wanted to happen and then be super disappointed, which I kind of ended up feeling like I did anyway because I kind of expected to have a natural delivery and then to have a C-section. I was like a little bit disappointed, which is silly because prior to like having that feeling like the whole first half of my pregnancy I kind of wanted a c-section so it was just funny how it like switches in your brain and and um I would just say it's okay to have like an idea of what you want but don't put your expectations so set in stone that if they don't happen you're going to be disappointed because at the end of the day like no matter how that baby comes out that's all that matters is that that baby comes out and everybody is healthy and you have that baby and once they hand him or her to you like nothing else matters how he got into the world doesn't matter it's just the fact that he got into the world so um I you know there is a lot of info out there there's a lot of people with a lot of opinions and you know I feel like the breastfeeding one is a big one that people have opinions about and I feel like sleep training is one that people have a lot of opinions about and you know diapers cloth diapers or disposable diapers or this or that you know there's there's opinions about everything and ultimately like have an idea of what you want but you really don't know what life is going to be like until that baby's here and you got to just figure it out as you're going um that'd be like probably my um biggest advice also that was actually another question is what's your biggest advice just don't have super strong expectations um go into it with an open mind and just a willingness to do whatever it's going to take to have you guys be the healthiest that you can possibly be um i think is the best way to go about it and um just yeah that'd probably be my biggest advice and um as far as like all the information that's out there um so that was kind of like two birds with one stone um the next one is what did contractions feel like i'm 25 weeks pregnant and i'm nervous um i feel like i kind of tried to explain this earlier i i don't know like how else to describe it other than like they feel like really bad period cramps like in some way in some way they feel totally different than a period cramp but like that's the closest thing I could say they feel like but but like I said I also had a lot of back labor and I don't know that that's like a super common thing for people maybe it is but I felt it way more in my back than I did in my stomach area and so that was kind of like maybe why it didn't hurt as bad is because I don't know I just feel like pain in your back doesn't hurt quite as much as pain in your like gut um but yeah I I would describe them as like bad heavy period cramps um and they're just they're like a wave like it really is just like this feeling of you can feel it like start to come on and then it gets stronger and stronger and then it comes back down um so and when you're in the hospital you can see on a screen like when they're about to come you can see this little bar like go up and then go down and um when you're actually in the contraction it's kind of nice to look at it because you can see when it's coming down my dog just moved Hopefully that's still on me because I can't see myself. Um, but I, it was funny when you're actually in the, um, when you're in like after your epidural because you can't feel anything, but you can see it. So you're like, oh, look, there goes one. <laughs> but you can't feel anything. So it's kind of funny. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I would say for that. Um, again, I had very not painful, either, either I have super high pain tolerance or my contractions were not that painful. I don't know. Um, but it was not that bad for me. Um, okay. Next one is what are you looking forward to the most in the next few months? Just figuring out life. Um, I, 
I'm going to be going back to doing like work and things like that a little more consistently here in the next couple months. Um, but I'm really excited for the holidays, for it to be colder weather, to just be cozy and get to snuggle a cute little baby and to have him be here for Christmas and like the holidays I think is going to be really fun. Um, and to just go through all of that with a baby and as like a new family of three. Um, there's just so many things coming up that I'm excited for and just getting to see him grow as sad as it makes me he's already like so much bigger looking than he was when he was born and it like makes my heart so sad but also it's so fun um just to watch him change and like find his little personality every single day I think is is really exciting and I can't wait to see him develop more as time goes on um and I'm also just excited to be able to go back to doing other things that I like, um, like riding my horses. I've really missed my horses. I missed them a lot at the end of my pregnancy. Um, I, I found myself really wanting to like be able to go ride and like do things that I wasn't necessarily doing that much when I was pregnant. Um, so I'm excited to be able to do that again. But I will say I really miss being pregnant, like I, more than I thought I would. And I think I just, I don't know, I had such a good pregnancy and I I feel like the last month like I tried to soak in all those feelings and all like what it looks like and just everything and it just all happens so fast and it's like one day you're pregnant and one day you're not and I think waking up knowing you no longer have that life inside of you is just like a weird feeling it's so like sad to me in some ways like I just I really miss it I'm so glad he's here and that he's like actually here and I can hold him and see him and touch him but just knowing that he was in my belly and I was carrying around this little life was such a fun feeling for me and I I really loved every second of being pregnant and so um I don't know it just I'm kind of sad that that's gone and uh I kind of already have baby fever again so Tyler's in trouble no <laughs> uh, we're gonna wait a little bit but um yeah I I don't know I miss being pregnant so there's that um let's see what's been the most unexpected yet best part of motherhood and then the one right after that is how is it being a mom so I feel like those kind of go together um the best unex most unexpected part <sighs> probably just how much you actually love this little human um it's so weird that you could love somebody that you've never met before like that you like you've never met them and now all of a sudden you're completely responsible for their life and you are just you feel like your heart was ripped out of your chest and is now in like this person like you your heart is physically outside of your body now and everything about it makes me want to cry like he just makes me want to cry just looking at him and like his little noises and his little things that he does I just I love him so much and I I don't know it's just it's like the best feeling and just I already can just tell it's gonna be such a sad day when he moves away someday like I just uh he's just my whole world and I love him so much and um I'm so excited and so blessed to get to be his mom and I'm so so lucky to get to be on this journey with someone as supportive as Tyler and as good of a dad as he is already like oh he's so good with him and it's so fun getting to watch your partner become a dad because I feel like as girls and as women, we get those feelings earlier. We get them when we are pregnant and we feel that life inside of us and you already kind of have that feeling of love and motherhood and you already feel like a mother. But for dads, I think a lot of that comes when they actually are holding their baby and and getting to see him in the hospital when he first got to hold him and, and watching him get emotional was just... Uh, it was such a such a cool thing so um I really loved that but anyway yeah that's all the questions I have um that's kind of my story um I know this was like a super long just me talking about all of this kind of thing and I don't know maybe it was too chatty again if you're listening on the podcast this is not how these episodes are going to go very often but every now and then I just want to throw in some like life update things and, and share with you my personal story and it seems like a lot of you like it so if that's something you want more of I, I'm definitely willing to do more of it um, I've just always intended for this to be more of a businessy podcast but if it's something you want to see more of on the show then let me know leave a review 
message me on Instagram at Brandy Cowgirl Podcast and tell me that you like this kind of stuff um, and you want more of this kind of content. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel. Please like this video, share it, all the things um, so that we can keep um, making more of these for you guys. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I got for you. So thank you so much for being here. Um, I love you guys. And uh, we will talk at you in the next one. Say bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.